Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shuring and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzhak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Pesachim, Dafulamid Aleph Amudet, uh, at the next Mishnah, Ochel Trumat Chametz Pesach. This is a curious turn because now we're going to be dealing, and in this sugya, mainly with the consideration of a non-Kohen eating Truma and its liability thereof, and adding the twist of it being Chametz and it's on Pesach. Uh, so if he eats a Bishogeg, and we assume throughout any discussion of Truma, that Shogeg and Mezid are about Truma, meaning you knew you were not allowed to eat this stuff, or you knew, and, or you, or you didn't know it was Truma, or you didn't know that you weren't allowed to eat it as an uncoin, and Mezid is, you knew all that, and not necessarily dealing with the issue of Pesach. That will change a little bit later on. So if it's unintentional, then you pay the full Karen plus Chomesh, the Mezid, if it was intentional, you're exempt from both paying for the value of the truma, and also if you used it, let's say, as fuel, uh, you're exempt from that. Okay, now, this is a backdoor sugya. It's a sugya dealing really with liability for eating truma. And again, we mean a non-Kohen eating truma. The Mishra Trumot says, Ochel truma b'shogeg, m'shoem keren v'chomesh, and that is achad ochel v'achad ashotet v'achad asach, whether you ate it, drank it, or if it was oiled, you anointed it, either way, that's called normal use, and you're liable, a karen plus a fifth. Whether it's Tamei or Tahor, not only do you have to pay the Chomesh, but if you were to eat that Chomesh, you'd have to pay a Chomesh on that too. So the question was asked, How do you pay? Based on the amount of food you ate, Midan, or based on the value of the food that you ate? Where does that become a difference? When the value changes between the time that you ate it and the time you come to pay. Certainly in any case, where it was originally worth four, and then it went down to one, certainly you would have to pay like the original higher value. Why? The first mission in the ninth paragraph of the gives us the rule. You stole an item and it was worth a hundred dollars. By the time you came to pay back, pay it back, uh, you had uh, lost it or you had put it into your building or in some way the value had gone down. You have to pay the original higher value, and this is no worse. Uh, so the question is, okay, well, let's say it went up in value. The fruit went up in value. You pay based on the amount of food you ate, which means you're going to pay a greater value, because that amount now costs more. You'll say, look, I ate a basket worth, I'm going to pay you a basket worth. Maybe you have to pay value. You ate a zoo's worth, you have to pay a zoo's worth, which means you're going to give much less, because the price has gone up. Um, Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef tries to solve it from the following Brayta, Toshma. If you ate dried dates and you paid them with good dates, you should get a bracha for that, it's good. So if you agree that you're supposed to pay based on the amount of food, we understand why you're getting a bracha. You ate a basket of dried figs, which is worth, uh, dried dates, sorry, that's worth very little. You gave him back and paid him back with uh, fresh dates, which is worth a lot. But if you pay based on the value, so it means you're giving him, again, the same amount. You're, you're doing the right thing, but you're not a great guy, so why do you get Tavolat Bracha? Is this uh, kind of uh, 
blessing. <clears throat> so the answer is the The answer is the You could still say you pay based on value. Why is it Because you ate something that doesn't have a lot of takers, and you paid him back with something that, if you wanted to sell it, let's say to other Kohanim, he could ease more easily. Okay, Tanan. Now we bring it around to our Mishnah, and that's the reason this week is here. Good. Now, I understand if you're paying based on the amount you ate. Shapir, if you're paying based on value, this has no value whatsoever in Pesach. The answer is, in a matter of Yosegluli, it could be following Yosegluli we met recently. He is of the opinion that there's no Yisrael of Chametz of Pesach at all. So I'm in several bright though. <coughs> and if that's the case, he said, that's why you have to pay, because you, this thing is of value. But look at the end of the Mishnah. The end of the Mishnah says that if you ate the uh, Mezid, and again, we assume Mezid means Mezid about Truma, then you are exempt, and you're exempt if you use it as fuel. So the answer is several of the Chunyam Just a quick introduction to the Chunyam We're all familiar with the concept of Kamlei B'dirabamine, which means that when you incur a, um, a liability, financial liability, but along with it in the same act, uh, you also uh, in, uh, incur some greater punishment, like makot or mitah, then the financial liability is exempted, is subsumed under the greater one. Uh, Rabbi Nechon extended that also if the greater one is karet. And the way that he would say it is that, uh, that uh, Yom HaKippurim is like Shabbat, because Shabbat we all know there's chiyuv mitah, there is a death penalty for violating Shabbat, and so, um, but there's a karet, I dare say only karet, uh, for violating Malacha and Yom HaKippurim. And Rechun Yerkano was of the opinion that if you do Malacha and Yom HaKippurim, and in the process also incur financial liability, you are exempt. So therefore here, since you are eating chametz on Pesach, and now we have to extend the mezi to the chametz also, Chayav Karet, therefore you're exempt from the liability for the for the Truma. And by the way, that would apply even if the Truma was Peshogate, because you're Chayav Karet. Now, this entire thing we're going to suggest is Ketanai, meaning that the question of damim is a Machol Ketanaim in the Tosefta, in the first parak of Pesachim. Ketanai. Although he does not distinguish between Shogim and Mezid. He says, against our Mishnah, you're Chayav to pay for the Truma. He said, um, and we're going to use two Braito to prove that this Braito is is, represents the two opinions that we have suggested, or the two possibilities we have suggested. So what are say to Biyahunoi, with this uh, food, it's Chavetz Pesach, and Biyahunoi, so he answered back, and he said, somebody eats Truma Tmeya any other time of the year. He's not stealing Hana'a from the coin, the coin can't do anything with it anyways, still you have to pay, so it's clearly not based on Hana'a, so that's why he paid for Chavetz Pesach. <clears throat> so now Rabbi Kiva said back, You're not allowed to eat it, but you're allowed to use it as fuel. 
כלומר, בזה שאין לו בעל אוהד תואר חילו ולא אוהד תואר סקה, ואני לא יכול להגיד חלץ פסח אפילו לציור, כי זה איסור הנאה. למה, אם הכהן יש תרומה שהוא הקים תמי, אם זה כמו אוהל, הוא יכול להגיד פייר. ובגלל <coughs> As opposed to, if you ate Shumat Chavetz Pesach, no value, and therefore you're exempt. Exactly like Rabbi Akiva, like our Mishnah. He disagrees, and it sounds like Rabbi Yochman Nuri, such a chayat. Let's listen to the conversation. The first half will sound very familiar. You can just substitute the names of Rabbi Yochman Nuri and be fine here. Stop at that point, and that would be an exact replica. But here's what Velozo Chismas says something else. He says you could use Chametz Pesach as fuel. You could give it to your dog. The coin could use it as fuel underneath his, uh, what he's cooking. Alright, so the two Brightot now will give us what we need. Amar Baye, Rabbi Lazarus Yaakov, Vir Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Nechut, Meyachov and Nuri. This is a Baye which he often collates opinions of different Tanaim and, and sees a conceptual singular uh, uh, identity there. Here, it's just within this particular concept, three out of the four Chachamim mentioned these two Brightot, he says, Kulu Sferluhu, Chametz Pesach HaSurbanah. There's an Isra Hanav, Chametz Pesach. Now, what's the disagreement, therefore, between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, and the first Brighton? You pay based on value. There's no value to this on Pesach, therefore you're exempt. And Nuri says, no, you pay based on what, the amount you ate. You ate food. You have to pay back with food. So, Pshita, so the truth is that that's fairly straightforward. It might be Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochum and Nuri agree on Midah versus Damim. Rafi Damim Mishalem, they agree you pay value. Maybe Rabbi Nuri said what he did, because just like Rabbi Lazar Chisma, he held like Rabbi Yosek Lili, that Chametz Pesach is Mutar Bahana'ah, and although you're paying value, it has value. So, so Kamash Pulan, that that's not the case. That's what Rabbi says, that's not the case. Why isn't that the case? 
The answer is, because then, Rabbi Yochum Menuri would have given the same answer to Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva compared it to, uh, to uh, berry juice. He would have said, no, that's not true. Here, you could get Hana'ah. He didn't say that because he agrees there is no Hana'ah. And therefore, the reason he says Shechayab must be because he says, And therefore, we've concluded that our question is really a machloka tanaim, meaning that there are tanaim, or bekiva versus yechonui, who take up each one of those positions about lefimida and lefidamim. Okay, we'll pick it up in the next podcast and continue with our exploration of the implications of eating a trumad. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.